The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Change is the one constant in life. It is inevitable, and it will happen to all of us at one time or another. Whether we like it or not, people and circumstances will change. We will get sick, loved ones will die, jobs will be lost, couples will grow apart, and children will move out. And when that happens, we are scared and sometimes lost. But here is the good news. Each one of us can write the next chapter of our life. No matter what we face, with the right mindset and unwavering tenacity, we can raise the curtain to a second act. I'm Joan Herman, and through my Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life brand and Second Acts, it is my mission to give you the tools, inspiration, and motivation to write the next part of your story, and what a story it will be. Welcome to Second Acts. I'm Joan Herman. Thanks for joining us. What can you do to achieve a fulfilling life, one with purpose and direction? For years, Dr. John Demartini has taught countless people how to be the master of their destiny. According to Dr. Demartini, it's not what happens to you in life, it's how you perceive it, what you decide to do with it, and how you act upon it. Dr. Demartini is a human behavior specialist, researcher, best-selling author, and founder of the Demartini Method, a revolutionary tool in modern psychology. He's authored 40 books that have been translated into 39 different languages. Dr. Demartini's new book is The Seven Secret Treasures, A Transformational Blueprint for a Well-Lived Life. Welcome, Dr. Demartini. Thank you so much for joining us. No, thank you. I'm, I'm the one appreciate it. Thank you. So, Doctor, most people will tell you that they want to live a great life. What does that mean to you, to live a great life? Well, every human being, regardless of age or culture or gender spectrum, has a set of priorities, a set of values, things that are most to least important in their life that are unique, like a fingerprint. And whatever's highest on that list of values is what they intrinsically feel called that they want to fulfill. And pursuing that and giving themselves permission to go and pursue what's truly meaningful to them is the key to a fulfilling life. Many people compare themselves to others, minimize themselves sometimes to people they put on pedestals, inject other people's values, cloud the clarity of what's really important to them, and then scatter themselves and try to be second at being somebody else instead of first at being who they are. A fulfilled life comes from being authentic to who you are, living by priority, saying no to things that are distractions, and giving yourself permission to go and do something meaningful that makes a difference and serves people so it can be remunerated with the fulfillment of what it takes to make a difference in the world. 
you say that every individual lives by a set of priorities or values. Do you believe that most of us don't live in alignment with those values? Is that why so many people are unhappy? Well, you said it beautifully. What happens is they have a set of values. Every one of their perceptions, decisions, and actions are based on it. They're filtering their reality, making decisions according to what they think will give them the greatest advantage or disadvantage at any moment, and they're taking actions accordingly. But what happens is they run into people in a ball, possibly, or in their life, that they put on a pedestal. And the moment they minimize themselves to somebody they exaggerate, they cloud the clarity of their own, and then think they want to do something like these people. And they want to be, they envy and imitate other people and then lose track of who they are. And even though they are actually living according to their values, they're not appreciating it because they're trying to be somebody they're not and they have an internal conflict. And this ends up making you self-depreciate and thinking you're making mistakes and what's wrong with me? Why do I sabotage? And all these limited beliefs. And those are basically because you're trying to be somebody you're not, even though you're actually living according to what you value. So it's, it's being aware of what's really important and not being confused by outside influences trying to fit in instead of giving yourself permission to stand out uniquely as your own self. Why do you think we do this? Does it come from our subconscious programming as a child, or are we just not knowing who we are? Are we insecure in who we are? Well, that's a great question, and a little of all that. But way back, probably thousands of years ago, or hundreds of thousands of years ago, uh, as we were individuals wandering around, we probably didn't do as well as when we were gathered together in groups. We could defend ourselves against things and protect ourselves. So we have a built-in, in our subconscious mind, a built-in impulse instinct amygdala response to make sure that we don't get rejected, abandoned, you know, and, and exiled from the group. And that's a very challenging thing for many people to stand out. You know, there's an old proverb that says, I'd rather have the whole world against me than my own soul. But many people are afraid of being rejected, and so they want to fit in. And the second they do, they lose their identity sometimes. And this is part of what's making it confusing for people. And then they end up trying to please too many people on the outside in many areas of their life. And instead of actually being able to gracefully, tactfully communicate what their priorities are in a way that other people win. When you do something that you can't wait to get up in the morning and do, people can't wait to get the service that you can provide. And if you can state it in such a way where people win, they'll encourage you to go and be yourself instead of trying to fit you into what their projections are. Everybody around you is getting up in the morning and dedicating their life to what's important to them, and they're projecting that onto you and trying to get you to fit into what they think is needed. And that's a very challenging, distracting setting for most people to try to navigate to. But having the courage to be yourself is very, very empowering and is the key to a fulfilled life. You know, as you're talking about that, all that I keep thinking about it, all the times that I've stepped out in my life and how many people are are there ready to attack you and, and put you down and tell you all the reasons why you can't do something and shouldn't do something. And so if somebody has this desire to step out from the pack, to be the individual and live authentically, but they're they're constantly being shut down and knocked down. How do you stay strong and, and get through that? Well, if you're living consciously, identifying what's really, really, really valuable to you is a starting point. That's why on my website, I, I try to you know, inspire people to go to this and do a, a little questionnaire. It's like 13 questions. 
that can help you look at what your life is demonstrating important to you, not what you fantasize about. And then structuring your life around that gives you more courage. If people know that when they're, they have a full day that's filled with an agenda, it's easy to say no to people. But when they don't and they have idle time, they're vulnerable. So if you fill your day with high-priority actions that inspire you, your day doesn't fill up with low-priority distractions that don't. And you're less vulnerable and you're more able to be tactfully communicated to say, I really appreciate what you're saying, and I'll factor that into my decision. Thank you so much. But right now, I've got a really tight schedule that I'm trying to accomplish what's really meaningful to me at this moment. And there's many ways of saying thank you but no thank you to people gracefully where they back off. But everybody's going to want to try to get people to live in their values. And this is sort of a self-righteous projection that everybody has onto you. And you've got to be willing to have the tough skin. And the best way to do it is to fill your day with extremely meaningful things that are truly valuable to you and tactfully learn how to communicate. Thank you, but no thank you. You just mentioned a quiz that you have on your website that can help us to do this. But are there other ways that we can learn to determine what our values are? Well, I've been studying values for 45 years. And there's many different methodologies or methods out there. But if you ask people what they value, I've done enough surveys of this to know that they're, they don't, they're not honest with themselves. They, they, they're too influenced by social ideals to be able to look. It takes a drone view, an overview, to look at you and look at what your life is really demonstrating, not to fantasize about. And that's why I've created a, a you might say, a 13-question there to help you navigate through that and to make sure that you're looking at what your life really demonstrates. And if the answers are pointing in the same direction, you have a very high probability you're honest. And so it's a, it's a simple exercise, not that hard. It takes about 30 minutes of the time, and they really just fill this exercise out, and it does help them. So I can encourage people to do it. I've got millions of people who have used it, companies, governments, all kind of people have used it. It's a simple tool to help a person, help an individual be more honest with what's really important to them. Because a lot of people are confused. It asks people, how many want to be financially independent? Everybody puts their hand up, but only 1% are really doing it. So I'm not interested in what people say. I'm interested in what their life demonstrates. And there's a big difference for most people. Right, because I could see where we would say that our values are what we think they should be as opposed to what they are. Exactly. If you if you hear yourself inside your head saying, i got to do this, I have to do this, I must do this, I should do this, I ought to do this, I need to do this, I'm supposed to do this, those aren't you. Those are injected values of outer authorities that Freud called the superegos that we depend on for fear of rejection of their opinions, and we don't want to be upsetting them, so we inculcate those into our lives and confuse ourselves and create a kind of an internal masochistic behavior to ourselves and beat ourselves up when we're not being the way we fantasize. I'm not interested in that. I am absolutely not interested in that in trying to help people navigate mastery in life. We need to find out what their life really demonstrates important. So I had a lady in, in London at my signature program, which I do called the Breakthrough Experience, where I help people break through these kind of limitations. And this lady stands up on a second day of the program, and she says, I just don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what I, what I really want to dedicate my life to and this and that. And I said, nonsense. Your life demonstrates it. Let's take a look at what your life is demonstrating. Let's imagine a drone hovering over your house and look at what you actually do in 24 hours, day after day after day. And I said, what do you do spontaneously that you love doing, that you're inspired to do, that nobody has to remind you to do, that you just keep doing? I don't know. I can't think. I don't know. I'm just not. 
I said, look carefully. Stop the ranting, not run the story, just answer the question. And she says, I'm spending most of my day with my kids. I said, do you love being with your kids? She says, I do. And do you fill your space with your kids? Are they around you most of the time? Yes. And do you spend most of your time on that throughout the day? Yes. And is it energizing to help watch them grow? Yes, they're young children. I said, and when you have money, does most of it go to whatever it takes to help those beautiful children grow? She goes, yes. And is that what you have the most order and organization around? Yes, their agendas and what we do. And is that where you're most disciplined and reliable? Every day. And do you think about and visualize and affirm inside your head about how you want your life? Is it revolve around kids? Because you got me. And you talk to people about your kids most of the time? Is that what you mostly converse about? Yes. And what inspires you? She says, I get tears in my eyes thinking about how they grow and every time they make progress. I said, and your goals, are they mainly around your children? She goes, yes. I said, and when you read anything, is it mostly about children? She goes, you got me. I said, your highest value is your children. The only reason you're not honoring and being clear about what it is is you're comparing yourself to somebody you think has a different set of values. She says, well, that's probable. I said, so who are you comparing yourself to? She says, well, I know this woman has got this big business, and I think I should be doing it, but I just never get around to doing it, and I'm beating myself up. Why am I not doing it? I said, because your highest value is your children. And she said, but is that enough? And I said, well, look, Rose Candy from the Candy family, her mission statement, which I have a copy of, is I dedicate my life to raising a family of world leaders. Is it enough for her? They made a difference in the world. She started crying. And she said, that's all I ever want to do is raise beautiful children. I said, well, then give yourself permission to be here. And she cried and she came and gave me a hug. She said, that's all I ever want to do. I said, okay. I said, it's more than enough. The most magnificent you'll ever be is the true authentic you. Anything less than that is going to end up making you unfulfilled and you're trying to fit in. And you can't be second at being somebody else. You want to be first at being you. And she cried and she she went down and wrote out a mission statement of what she wanted to do with her children. And it was clear and it was inspiring. And there were women all over the room crying because they were caught in that same conflict. And then we're looking at them and go, I think that's my wife. And it was really interesting to watch people finally give themselves permission to be themselves. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. How much of a role do you think social media, this, and not just social media, but this 24-hour information jolt that we get, how much does that influence the way we see ourselves and our values, because you're talking about comparing yourself to other people. And one of the things that I always think about when you look at Facebook, for example, everyone's showing their their A role there. It's the A game. And it's really easy to compare yourself to others and what you should be doing, like this woman was saying, like, it's not enough that I'm a mother, I should have this business because Mary does and, and so forth. So this information that we're constantly being bombarded with, how much does that harm us in, in what you're talking about? Well, I don't want to give any um, external source of why we're not fulfilled in life because I don't find that's a false attribution bias. The, the, the social media can easily be turned off. It's your decision. I don't pay attention to that most of the time. I, I go on it and share insights and information that I think will be helpful to people. But that doesn't mean it has to run your life. I would say prioritize what you fill your mind with. 
prioritize what you listen to, prioritize what you read, prioritize who you hang out with, prioritize how you spend your money, take command of your life. You have control of your perception, decisions, and actions. And just gossip and information and, and what's going on in everybody's life and comparing yourself like that is the least effective way of mastering lives. So I, I would say select who you're paying attention to on the media. Use the social media to share something that's meaningful, that's productive, that makes a difference in people's life, but not gossip and not comparisons. Because most people, when they put their information on it, like you said, it's not the whole individual. It's just the part they want you to, to see. And you're going to be misleading. And anytime you compare yourself to others instead of compare your actions to what's really important and valuable to you, you're going to end up probably building yourself up with pride or beating yourself with shame and self appreciate or depreciate and miss out on the magnificence of who you are. Because the pride and shame is not the authentic you. The authentic you is an open-hearted individual that cares and wants to contribute. And being true to that is where the power is. So just say no to the social media. Stop letting it run your life. I don't let it run my life. I remember what Gandhi said when I was 18 when I was reading his memoirs. He says, I don't read the newspaper and I don't watch TV. And he says, well, how do you keep up with what's going on? Oh, there's more than enough people that want to tell me that gossip. And most of that is social media and social extremists. And so they distract. They activate the amygdala instead of actually using your executive center to contribute something meaningful. So I'd rather prioritize what I fill my mind with. I'd rather read a great textbook by a great mind and fill my mind with something that will stand the test of time if I want to stand the test of time. I agree with everything you said, but how do we reach our children and our young adults who are so consumed with that type of life? And how do we teach them these important lessons that you're sharing? Well, I think it was Albert Einstein said, the greatest teacher is exemplification. So first, exemplify an inspired, prioritized, well-delegated life. Otherwise, you're going to be basically demonstrating and saying one thing and demonstrating another to the children, which they're not going to pay attention to. The second thing is find out what they spontaneously are loving and engaged by and not judge it and suppress it. Find out what it is and link what you feel will be valuable to them to that. They automatically are spontaneously inspired to do certain things. You find out what it is and link what you know will help them to that by asking how specifically is doing these actions going to help you fulfill what's meaningful to you so they can see how doing the things you know will help them will do it. They'll do it spontaneously. I've trained thousands of mothers and fathers on how to do that, and it's amazing to watch. You know, almost everybody's had a dog probably in their life where they probably peed or pooed on the carpet, you, you spanked them, and you didn't react, and you didn't know what to do, and the dog kept doing it. And then you finally got a dog trainer and showed you how to deal with it. And all of a sudden, the dog was miraculous. And the same thing with children. And I don't mean to put them on the same category as dogs, but there are certain skills that you can, as a parent, master and transform their lives. And they're waiting for it. They want to do something extraordinary with their life. They want to make a difference. And they all already have a set of values. Finding out what it is makes a difference. So I had a, a lady that was... Uh, that attended a seminar in Brisbane, Australia that I was speaking at. And she said, you know, I would like to hire you as a consultant. And I said, okay. And what, what uh, thing do you want me to consult? She says, my son. She was a single mom. She had a 16-year-old son, and he was had his head in a computer all day long. And so she says, and all he does is watch that computer, and I want him to go get a job at McDonald's or something, and a paper route. And I said, well, that sounds kind of like 1960s there. She's a, you know, living in kind of a dark ages a bit. And the world is on computers and cell phones at the time. 
So anyway, I went into, and I, I came and I met with the son in his room at the house. And I, I said, your mom's on your case, aren't you? He goes, yeah, he's always on my case. I said, uh, what are you up to? So well, I'm working on designing some software for uh, a video game that I'm designing. And he goes, I said, great, show me what you're up to. And I saw how genius this kid was. I mean, he was like amazing developing and code. I said, where did you learn all the code? He says, well, I was, I've been inspired by computers since I was young, and I learned it myself. I'm, I guess I, I would call him an autodidactic, a self-learned individual. and just learned how to do all the code. He started studying books on it. And you know, his mom didn't pay attention to that. So he was designing software and designing games. So after I spent an hour with him and chatted with him, I asked him a bunch of questions, and I came out, and the lady said, well, you talk some sense to him? Is he going to go out and get a job? I said, no, I hired him. I hired him. She goes, you hired him? What do you mean you hired him? I said, he's a genius on software. I have a project that needs to be done. I'm going to pay him really good. I'd like him to do this project for me. He was inspired by it. She said, my son? I said, your son's a genius. And she, she came out, and he's like rolling his eyes. And I said, he is a genius in software, and he knows how to do things. And she was like off his case. She was an accountant, and she was making okay money, but she was not making super money, and she's single. And all of a sudden, he made $45,000 that year doing a project. And also picked up two other projects, and I don't know how much he made on those. At the end of it, she said, I had no idea my son was talented in this area. I, I'm illiterate with computers almost. I said, that's why you projected your values onto him and expected him to live in your world instead of honoring his. you got to find out what's inspiring to him, and you got to then add what you know will help him to that and link it. Well, eight years later, I was speaking in Brisbane again, and right in the front row was this lady and her son, eight years later. He's now 24, going on 25. Now, when I started to speak, pardon me for getting choked up, I saw them down there. I came down the steps in the front of the podium, walked down and gave them a hug, right in the middle of my talk. And this little lovely, short little lady, this Italian lady said, my son, the genius, he's ahead of IBM today. He's running the software development with IBM. Can you believe it? I said, because you honored his values and you communicated and understood and respected it, you awakened his genius instead of suppressing it. Now, that's the kind of thing that can happen if you find out what's really, truly engaging. And Dr. Demartini, where can our listeners go to take this test on your website? Just go to drdemartini.com and go to Determine Your Values. You'll find it on there. And you'll have to just do a little sign-in, but whatever. But it'll take you 30 minutes. It'll ask you 13 questions. You need to fill it out, and it'll do it electronically for you. And it'll do a printout, a beautiful printout. And look at what your life is demonstrating important to you and be honest. And once again, that website is drdmartini.com. Dr. Demartini, thank you so much for joining us. This has really been a fascinating and, you know, I believe a, a really important conversation that can change so many lives. So thank you for being here. Thank you for giving me the opportunity because, you know, you you, you have a platform that makes a difference. And I've, I've got the opportunity to be with you guys. So thank you for that. You helped me fulfill my dream. Thank you for joining us. I hope you found the show informative. At Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life, we believe that knowledge is power. Take what you've learned, apply it, and live your best life now. Remember that the information provided is the opinion of our guest and should never replace the advice of a professional who knows your personal situation. If you'd like more information, visit our website, cyacyl.com. That stands for Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life. While on our site, subscribe to our mailing list, check out our articles, magazine, book club, and be sure to follow us on social media. Until next time, this is Joan Herman. Thanks for tuning in.
If you're inspired by the teachings of Dr. Wayne Dyer, you will love the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast with Nadia Dela Cruz. You are a spiritual being having a human experience. My name is Nadia Dela Cruz, and I started the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast to explore spiritual topics like manifestation and meditation with guests who share their own stories of insight, awakening, and transformation. Listen now on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.